Why are the kids in our neighborhood just like hooting and hollering at all times? Like, I don't remember hooting so much as a child. I don't either. Like, did you ever just like go through your neighborhood going like, yahoo, yippee? No, I certainly didn't. And sometimes they just scream. Just scream. They're playing soccer and then all of a sudden it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. We needed to catch up on three of the Best Picture nominees. Yes. Um, Two, we just haven't gotten to. One, we are dreading. We've been putting it (laughs) off. (laughs) literally as long as possible i have booked and rebooked tickets for us to see avatar i think it's four or five times now i think we're on about our fourth circuit but we like officially are going tomorrow so (sighs) it's gonna happen maybe we are (laughs) apparently we are three hours of my life i'll never get back we have left women talking and avatar and then our third and last one which we watched at home because you can rent it is triangle of sadness directed and i believe also written by ruben ostland Mm -hmm. the cast member that's going to stand out for everybody is woody harrelson um and then it also stars harris dickinson who has been in a couple of things he was actually in where the crawdads sing did you put that together (laughs) oh shit I'm just going to give a spoiler right now. Much better in this movie than he Oh, yeah. Honestly, we can't fault him for crawd ads. That's clearly a We can't fault anybody in, in crawd ads. No. Um, and then it also stars uh, Dolly DeLeon. And we're just going to kick it off with, do you want to read the Google synopsis yeah. before we get into the non-spoiler section? Yeah, I would love to read the Google synopsis. Also, before I do that, I just want to give a quick shout out to the director and writer. He's Swedish mm. and I am almost half Swedish. Do you know, I'm like 30% Swedish. That's crazy. Yeah. My um, my little DNA ancestry results keep updating and uh-huh. every time I'm more and more Swedish. Same. But also, I look more Swedish than you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't look weird. Swedish at all, <laughs> which is interesting. So triangle of sadness here. Carl and Yaya, a couple of influencers. <laughs> like, oh, that's right. I love that. A, a couple, couple of influencers, influencers <laughs> are invited to a luxury cruise ship alongside a group of out-of-touch wealthy people. The situation takes an unexpected turn when a brutal storm hits the ship. That about sums it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll just leave it it at that podcast yep they actually said the title of the movie within i think three minutes it was definitely under five minutes and we were just like all right that's it that's it triangle status turn it off it's it's done it's over (laughs) they never mentioned it again by the way i think he just wrote that line and loved it so much that he Mm. made it the title Mm -hmm. of the movie to be completely honest with you yeah so all that being said we're gonna kick it off as always Mm -hmm. Caitlin, what did you think about Triangle of Sadness? So initially, Mm -hmm. I felt a little bit like how I felt after we saw everything everywhere all at once. So you were like, I was on, I would say I wasn't quite as strongly against this movie. Okay. But I was very unsure Mm -hmm. when this movie ended. I was just kind of like, hmm, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what to make of that. I kind of sensed that from you. Uh-huh. Like you didn't really have like a reaction. Like you're just kind of like, oh, okay. I felt unsure. Mm-hmm. That's my initial thoughts. Unsure. Upon further processing, mm-hmm. because this is a movie I think I just really needed to think about a little bit more and process right. some of the pieces of it. I liked it. Okay. I thought that there were some really funny parts hilarious some really good social commentary Mm -hmm. some very good character development yeah and some good storytelling yeah so initially wasn't sure (laughs) thought i might hate it "Eh?" and then kind of came around to it was it the throw up the throw up was a huge turn off so that is actually a huge hang up for a lot of people just to like see this movie and I actually didn't tell you about it because I was worried that you were not going to agree to even watch it in the first place but if you go to YouTube Mm -hmm. and you look up this movie Mm -hmm. the literal thumbnail that Mm -hmm. they use for the trailers for this movie is the Russian lady throwing up like projectile vomiting what an odd choice for marketing (laughs) I mean, I guess they're just being honest. They're I being upfront about yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, guys, there's going to be projectile vomiting. Yeah. So I'm going to say right off the bat that we're not going to spoil anything further than seasickness happens. Uh-huh. Um, we'll talk about it later in the spoiler, sec- spoiler section. Sure. But if you have a weak stomach, make sure you have like saltines and ginger ale <laughs> nearby and also the remote so you can mute it. also the remote so you can mute it turn away if you have mm-hmm. to just be prepared if you're going into yeah. this movie i will say that i also was a little i don't i don't want to say the word was put off by that scene but it, it was almost so nauseating that it turned me off from what I was watching and it took me such a long time to get back into it mm-hmm. that I also when it ended was like did did I like that? Yeah. But that being said, we were audibly wheezing, laughing, cracking up mm-hmm. like the heaviest we've laughed probably since um oh my god, what's it called? Oh, unbearable weight of massive yeah, talent. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why I just completely zoned out on that. I was just going to say Nick Cage. Nick Cage, so that's yeah. All well, I that was where offer. I was going yeah. next and you went there. So, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like we haven't laughed that hard since mm-hmm. that movie. And this movie being a comedy, if you're mm-hmm. looking at it as like, does it make you laugh? Absolutely. A hundred percent. It makes you laugh. I thought there were some odd choices that mm-hmm. it took a while for me to get into the movie. So it spends a lot of time in the beginning introducing us to Yaya and Carl. And when I mean a lot of time, I mean a lot of time. The whole first act. The whole first act is just getting to know them Mm -hmm. and their relationship. And I couldn't really get into the first part Mm -hmm. it was it was taking me a while to like be interested and Mm -hmm. to follow along there were some really long shots especially in the beginning Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. it was so long that the actors movement they they dipped out of frame like completely (laughs) and then would come back in yeah and it was so stationary and i don't know what the word that i want to use is but like it felt dry to me Mm mm-hmm And also they had this weird audio thing where for some reason in every scene there was one really loud annoying sound and 
it was only in those beginning sections. So when they were in the car, the windshield wipers were squeaking. Uh, and uh-oh. when they were first on the boat, there was like a bunch of flies flying around. But like oh, yeah. the audio of the flies and the audio of the wipers were way louder than they were. Hmm. Like they were speaking. And I don't know if I'm like just dumb and I didn't get the symbolism for that. But <laughs> <laughs> like I was sitting there thinking like they're doing this on purpose and I don't know why. Yeah. And it really frustrates me when that happens in movies where I feel like I'm being played by the director. Uh-huh. And you're like, like, what was the purpose? I'm of just this like, yeah, choice? especially because all of his themes for the entire movie are so on the nose yeah. that those camera and audio choices i couldn't really connect to them because i was a little lost and confused and also didn't know if they even like had a purpose if he was just kind of right adding in a little weird choice yeah that being said i completely agree with you that the storytelling was phenomenal Mm -hmm. i i really truly once we got into the second and third acts i enjoyed it thoroughly Mm -hmm. some of the characters in the second half of the movie are so good and Mm. so funny and so charismatic and so big that like somehow they like outshined woody harrelson yeah which to outshine him is very impressive is extremely impressive and hard to do hard to do we both love him he's great in this movie yeah but the cast as a whole was fantastic Mm -hmm. and i really connected to a lot of them Mm -hmm. and again the themes of eat the rich basically it was so incredibly on the nose but hilarious i mean there's this one scene where two characters are actively discussing like the differences between capitalism and communism yes. while they're drunk. And like <laughs> you could see the themes play out not only in like the characters and the setting and but l- literally they just directly addressed them at some time. Right. Right. Which I don't know if you'll agree with me, but if I was to take a movie from 2022, mm-hmm. That was about the hyper wealthy and Instagram culture and how out of touch people are. Mm-hmm. And if I was to nominate one of those for best picture, it wouldn't have been this one. It would have been the menu. Yeah, I and, have to agree with you. And so I think I can accept my own bias here and acknowledge that. I feel fussy. I can acknowledge that even though I really and truly did enjoy this movie, Mm -hmm. it's frustrating me that it is getting more praise than the menu because I think the menu was overall a better movie. I think it was a funnier movie in a smarter way. This movie Uh was like almost like slapstick comedy funny. Yeah. The scenes that were funny were very raunchy or slapstick Mm -hmm. or gross humor yeah whereas like the menu was so layered and dark and hilarious and they both made the same points like they were both making Mm -hmm. the same commentary for sure completely different stories completely different characters but they were pointing in the same direction they were and i think kind of had a similar feel and tone also. yeah yeah really what the menu had that in my opinion triangle of sadness didn't have was just a little bit of finesse yeah and i think it was just a little less like you said a little less on the nose a little less in your face with all mm-hmm. of it this movie felt a little bit like ruben oslund 
which I haven't seen his work before. I don't know anything about him. But it felt a little indulgent on his part. Mm -hmm. Like he got carried away a little bit with certain elements, certain vomiting scenes, we'll say. (laughs) Um, And there were some jokes that were almost so direct that they weren't funny. Yes. And I wasn't sure if I was supposed to laugh or not. And so I felt like the audience at the menu when they were like yes. dead silent and weird. At certain points in this movie, I was like, is this a serious part? Am I supposed to be laughing? Yes. You and I, I honestly mean? noticed that because there were times where I was laughing and you weren't. Uh huh. And I was like, oh, is that not supposed to be funny? Like, right. And I was like. And I think there were times that I was chuckling that you weren't. Right. So maybe it was just like playing on that of like, I guess, appeasing to all different types of senses of humor or something. Yeah. And maybe like you said, I think that is a little bit indicative of some of the indulgence that he took. I think he, like you said, we haven't seen his other work, so we don't know if this is just his deal. And like, he's just like, fuck it. Like, we're just going to (laughs) go all out as as far as you can go but that's what he did for this one yeah despite being fussy and a little bit upset that this wasn't mm-hmm. that this was the choice over the menu and that this is getting more praise than the menu which also interestingly enough i checked the rotten tomato score the menu does have a higher rotten tomato score okay i was gonna ask you that because this one only has a 72 i saw that and i'm very curious as to how this got enough of a push to be in the oscars conversation and we can like talk about this later when we do like an oscars focused episode and we will and we will (laughs) (laughs) but i think for now i'm just gonna say that i'm a little disappointed that it is in the conversation Mm -hmm. but that being said i still enjoyed the movie and i think it's worth a watch especially if you have a strong stomach (laughs) yes specifically if you do have a strong stomach please don't watch this movie if you have any fears of excrement or vomit or yes bodily functions do you know (laughs) the name for the fear of throwing up no it's called a metaphobia a metaphobia and i feel as though i might have that I feel like if you actually have the fear of throw up, like uh-huh. you literally wouldn't be Couldn't able to finish like, the movie. Okay. So if you have a legitimate fear of throw up to that extent, please do not watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're mildly uncomfortable with throw up, just put it on mute and look away like Caitlin did. Mm-hmm. And I literally, like I said out loud, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like I was just like, I absolutely cannot partake in any of this. Yeah. Despite the throw up, though, I will say that the standout performance is absolutely Dolly De Leon, who plays mm-hmm. Abigail. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like a housekeeper on the ship. Mm-hmm. Incredible performance. She's yes. so literally just worth the watch to see her because mm-hmm. I haven't ever seen her in anything. And she was so excellent. And her yeah. character is so good. She left no crumbs. And she also was the Filipino version of my aunt, which freaked me out. (laughs) Like, it literally looked exactly like my aunt, but Filipino. Yeah. And I, it blew my mind every time she was on camera because I thought I was just watching my aunt Kathy play Abigail. (laughs) I loved that. Like, you were just like, wait. She's a little bit the Asian version of my Aunt Kathy. And you've never even met my aunt and it clicked for you. You were like, wait, yes, she is. I was like, 100%. Like I saw it immediately and then I like couldn't unsee it. (laughs) It was just stuck in your brain. Yes. What is 
your popcorn score for this movie? Oh, this is going to be a tough one for me. It's a little tough one. I think it's a medium for me. Okay. Were you teetering medium, small or medium, large? I was teetering medium, large. Okay. All right. Because I thought it was really smart. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a really smart movie. I think that he could have toned it down a little bit. I thought it went a little ham and it didn't need to go quite that hard. This is one of those movies that I can't stop thinking about. Mm -hmm. And the more I do think about it, the The more more I like like it. it. And so because of that, I am teetering on medium and large. I think part of the reason why I can't stop thinking about this movie is because it, to me, I felt like was very original Mm -hmm. and just its production and its directing and its choreography if that makes sense like I just I thought it was a very unique perspective although it was very similar to the menu I just felt like it was just constructed in a way that we really haven't seen a story be told right and and it was just cool I don't know I thought it was very well done and I just like you said I'm excited for the spoiler section because there were some characters that really stuck with me Mm -hmm. like not for like any profound reason like Mm -hmm. I'm like man like what a character but just like because like you said earlier they were so charismatic yeah and i'm just like a little bit obsessed with some of them (laughs) and they were just so fun to watch Mm -hmm. and so it was just that you know and there were just some really funny scenes and if you can make me laugh that hard like i'm gonna still be thinking about it right you know just like we did with the nick cage movie like that Mm -hmm. movie just, just really surprised me and i feel like this movie surprised me too i didn't expect that i was gonna like it as much as i did yeah i think this movie was a complete surprise for me also mm-hmm. where i especially because of the first half i really thought i was gonna hate it mm-hmm. not the first half but the first act mm-hmm. i really thought i was gonna hate it and i think it took me a little bit of time to realize what the chip on my shoulder was Mm -hmm. and when I put the pieces together that I was just like a little bit upset that this was the choice instead Mm -hmm. of the menu which was you know one of my favorite movies from this year right once I took that piece away and I evaluated it because we watched this movie over the weekend and Uh now we're recording a few days later and I just have to say it's a large for me now is it It took me a good long while to unpack it. But once I pushed aside that bias and once I realized that, sure, the first act isn't maybe how I would have set it up or how I Uh would have done it, but it doesn't take away from how much I adored the second and third acts. Yeah. I thought the second and third acts were so good. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, there are some characters that I'm just completely obsessed with. Yes. And... The whole cast is just so good. Mm -hmm. The writing was just so fun. And like you said, it was so original that now I'm okay with like putting that anger aside and Mm -hmm. being like, well, this is still a large for me. Right. Would I still nominate the menu over this? Absolutely. A thousand percent every single day of the week. Yeah. But Triangle of Sadness is absolutely up there in my favorites from this year and a thousand percent deserves a large popcorn. Wow, look at the growth. Are you shocked? I am shocked. <laughs> I'm proud. No, I mean, I just, yeah, I think it is one of those ones that you kind of have to sit with a little bit. I'm glad we waited to record because me I too. probably would have given it, I would have said it was like a low medium for me when I first, again, it, it 
you just have to get over the bile. <laughs> you do. You have to get over that. And you do just have to let it sink in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. The more you think about it, the more you kind of just let go of some of the hang ups mm-hmm. that you might have about it. Yep. You, you see the core of what's in the movie. And it's just, it's good. It's a good movie. And honestly, I think the tomato meter is a little low. It is low. I think it should be in the 80s. <laughs> I think people were just turned off by the People thrill. were really turned off and put off by that. And I couldn't I think, imagine seeing this movie in a theater. I bet people walked out. I bet a lot of people walked out. Yeah, they probably did. <laughs> but you just have to stick with it. We promise. If you just stick with it, you'll love it. Just roll with the bile. Welcome back to the spoiler section of the podcast where we can talk about more than just vomit. All of our thoughts and feelings. But can we just start with the vomit scene just to get it off the table? Let's just, yeah, we've got to just clear the air about this. So the whole vomit scene starts when Woody Harrelson, who plays the captain of this ship, hosts a captain's dinner Mm -hmm. which is when all these rich people come and they get to have dinner with the captain yes and they're formal and they're formal ways yes and there's for some reason a baby there (laughs) yeah we were like the baby's on the yacht okay screaming baby on the yacht i think the last place i would bring a baby is a yacht maybe probably but also after the scene i'm never going on a yacht Mm -mm. so you can count me the fuck out of that (laughs) yep so there's a storm, a brewing, mm-hmm. and every single person in the room gets seasick besides Woody Harrelson and this random Russian guy. Whom I love. And I'm adore. obsessed with him. Yes. But when I say it's 20 people all projectile vomiting at the same time, it's 20 people projectile vomiting at the same time. In addition to... <laughs> can we Your talk face. about yeah, it? Yeah, you can talk about it. In addition to projectile diarrhea. So that was the moment in the movie where I literally screamed, look away. (laughs) (laughs) She sat down, she sat down on the toilet and I knew it was coming and I started seeing the brown shoot back and I screamed at you to look away. It was an actual scream. Like I was panicking. Like somebody was like going to shoot us. Yes. <laughs> you almost did like the mom arm in the car yes. where you like push like the, the person in the passenger seat. Yes. Because I was trying to get you to look back. Yes. Away. It was a lot. It was so much. And then not only that, but the boat is rocking so much that she starts sliding around in her poop and her puke. And naked. Her basically. titties are falling out. Yes. Of her shape wear. Just rolling around in vomit and shit. Just sliding around. Slide- <laughs> but here's the thing is that it was horrific to watch, mm-hmm. but I was also laughing hysterically because yes. there was something so wonderful about this woman sliding around in her vomit and her shit. <laughs> in her shape because wear. Because she was one of the most wonderful characters in the movie Truly. too. There's a scene where she... <laughs> literally forces the entire crew of the ship to go for a swim (laughs) and she makes him go down the slide into the water and because and is like wee every time and it's funny because we both went to private school Uh and we both were not were not rich growing up so our my mom taught at the school i went to Mm -hmm. and your parents were just like catholic or bust right so we went to schools with rich people Mm -hmm. and we grew up around rich people Mm -hmm. and there's always that rich person 
that thinks they're being generous and giving and uh-huh. thoughtful, but really they're just showing off that they can do that for you. Mm-hmm. And she was that exact definition. And I thought her character was so funny. Yes. And then leading up to her rolling around in her shit. I was like, okay, I understand it now. Yeah. Like, I understand why they went. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they went Had to. My favorite was, my, my favorite line probably in the entire movie was right before she asks everyone to go for a swim Mm -hmm. she's having this girl pour her champagne where she's sitting in her hot tub lounging yes and this poor girl is pouring her champagne she just goes we're all equal yes (laughs) and i was like you know it's so on the nose Mm -hmm. but it's so accurate because again if you've grown up around people who are rich it's this air of like i'm no better than you yes in saying that i think i'm not better than you i already know that you think you're better you actually think you're better than me (laughs) and you're so out of touch And that's that's the part I think I mean that was even in the bio you know of the movie and I think it was so it was so on the nose like how out of touch these Mm -hmm. rich people were but it was still funny as hell. Yeah it was really funny. Another funny part and this is a thing the vomit and diarrhea scene was very long. 25 minutes at least it was very long and it got very gross mm-hmm. very quickly even like the toilets back up and so the whole yes. ship fills with shit eventually so like all of that is happening but there's so much funny shit packed <laughs> into that whole thing that the it chaos. is that it truly is so worth the watch there's nothing funnier to me than people falling and screaming <laughs> while there's like chaotic things happening it's it's just fucking hilarious. The people sliding back and forth, like hitting the walls. And the people falling down the staircases <laughs> and like throwing up. My favorite is the random guy that they're doing CPR on while people are <laughs> screaming and falling. Meanwhile, while all of this is happening, Woody Harrelson <laughs> and this old Russian, Russian dude get shit faced together and start reading Karl Marx over the, <laughs> over the, over the PA system of the yacht. <laughs> i'm gonna say that that was my favorite scene period when and it starts like you didn't see them go to the office to speak on the loudspeaker right so it starts in like a shot where there's like this man just throwing up in the hallway and just (laughs) in absolute distress and then you hear this russian voice over the like loudspeaker yes. and he's like the ship is <laughs> the ship is going down <laughs> yes so basically he's joking that the ship is yes. crashing but then they start actually reading from like car like the works of Karl yes. Marx it was so funny dude that was one of the funniest scenes I've seen in a movie in a long both time. he and Woody Harrelson were so great in oh that my scene. god and their chemistry together just their Amazing. comedic chemistry yeah was part of what made it so funny yeah it was so believable like Mm -hmm. they were just like two old drunk men talking about their political views and just shouting it over the loudspeaker it was just like of course (laughs) like of course while like the whole world is burning down there's two like white drunk guys just talking about politics like it was so on the nose but so funny so funny dimitri that's his name oh my god dimitri we love you the ship eventually gets attacked by pirates which 
they blow the ship up with weapons created by these two old people who are arms dealers. Yes. <laughs> when she picks up the grenade and she goes, oh, it's one of ours. Right before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Google, stop. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Our shawarma's ready. <laughs> Our shawarma's. <laughs> Get the shawarma. I will say that after the ship goes down from the pirates, that's when, like, my favorite part of the movie started, which is them surviving on the island together. Yes. However, I will say that one of the biggest reasons why it took me, like, a little while to think about this movie and to get over, like, the hangups that I had was that I had a slight issue with how on the nose the roles were that they took on the island. Mm-hmm. It was a very literal. It was extremely literal. Mm-hmm. And I think if there weren't such great performances and such hilarious shit that happens on the island, mm-hmm. I think I would have like hated this movie. But they did such a good job at like keeping you laughing the entire yes. time. Like them fighting over pretzel sticks. Oh my God. And eventually when we find out that there's been a resort right around the corner yes. the entire time, like hilarious. Incredible. Now here's the real question though. Okay. Do you think Abigail kills Yaya at the very end? Yeah. <laughs> You're like that bitch got some. <laughs> yeah, I think she did. It looked like she was about to just smack the shit out of her with yeah. that rock. <laughs> Not gonna lie. So the thing that I was thinking though, and I also agree that she probably killed her, uh-huh. and I also feel like that last scene that we saw of Carl running through the jungle mm-hmm. was he's about to get killed too. Yeah, and Abigail's just killing all of them off, I guess. Yeah. But the thing that I didn't really understand was that there was a scene. Where Dimitri told Abigail that he'll make her life very nice after they get off the island. And I feel like she could have used that. Like, I feel like killing Yaya was such an extreme measure because they discovered that they're at a resort the whole time. Right. And so Abigail, afraid that she's going to go back to a life where she doesn't have power, where she doesn't have money, where she doesn't have this beautiful sugar baby boyfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm kills yaya we're assuming they don't actually show it and i was thinking to myself but she's made these people survive right and dimitri literally told her i will make your life better when we get off this island basically and so i kind of questioned the motivation there it felt a little extreme like i'm not Mm -hmm. sure if abigail herself would have really done that right but the biggest plot hole for me was why in a giant a giant safety raft where there are only two cases of water. <laughs> yeah, and Did you one th- singular box of individually bagged chips. One box of chips and then like a secret stash of pretzel sticks. Yes, and just a box of Evian. I feel like personally, if I owned a yacht and I had a giant safety container ship that can sustain high Life. winds and danger, yeah, yeah. I would probably line the entire floor with water and I would mm-hmm. put protein bars yeah, or beef jerky, beef jer- something. Yeah. <laughs> Things, not 
pretzel sticks and chips (laughs) my favorite was paula who's like the head stewardess yes when she sees that the boat pulls up she's like oh they have crisps and then they pass out this box (laughs) of chips and they're all sitting on the beach eating chips and i was just thinking to myself why wouldn't they pack that ship a little bit i guess maybe though (laughs) i guess like if we're gonna continue with all of the literal mm-hmm. themes like maybe that was just also a nod to like they're so out of touch that they don't even know how to prepare for a disaster <laughs> right. like this whoever owns this yacht is so rich that they don't even know what you would need if right you, and they probably <laughs> think because they're so rich that something like that would never happen to right me. like they don't think that they're ever going to actually use that right, right. so it's just like throw some chips and water in there i don't <laughs> fucking know like that is kind of the biggest takeaway of this movie for me is yes it was extremely on the nose the themes yeah. were like shouting at you a <laughs> mega shitting at you <laughs> like literally throwing up in your face yep. and shitting on you like that's how obvious they all were mm-hmm. but i do think that it somehow worked yeah it it just worked and it mm-hmm. panned out well and i think all in all it still was a great story yeah and i think because that was at the center of it and there were such good characters yeah that really held up well that you could relate to and that we've probably all experienced an encounter with someone like these people right and so i think that's why it worked because Mm -hmm. it was a little over the top right it was a little zany (laughs) yeah he made some weird choices for sure absolutely but it was also real Mm -hmm. And I think that's what worked because you have to have something to connect with. You have to have some sort of something to ground it. Mm -hmm. And I think because of the characters and because of the story and some of the writing, that's why it's one of those movies where you're like, huh, you know what? (laughs) He he did something there. Uh Uh-huh. He really did something. On first watch, first opinion, you're not gonna understand fully what you just watched Mm -hmm. or you're going to want to throw my stomach was actually turned no i was like physically not i was i was very sick i was unwell but as you (laughs) you just push through it it's fine (laughs) push through (laughs) once you process this movie and again like you were saying looking back on this like cast of characters i feel like it did what the glass onion wanted to do where it wanted to have these really over the top specific Mm -hmm. like very niche type of people yes but this movie was so successful at doing that and there wasn't a single actor in this entire movie that i thought was bad or no or awkward or didn't you know do their role no to the t and i mean down to like every single extra who was even the the people who were like the crew of the ship were incredible it felt like a very real it felt like i was watching an episode of like below Below the deck Deck, yes (laughs) oh my god that just about does it for us we're about to pound some shawarma yeah (laughs) honestly (laughs) we're just ready to go but i'm very excited first to announce a very special episode that we have coming up. It is going to be two weeks from now. So mm-hmm. it will not be next week. It'll be the week after on March 10th. 
We are going to do our first video episode, so you actually get to see our faces when we yeah. record. But you also see some other faces because we're going to have some panelists, some really special people that we've invited to come on the ride mm -hmm. home. And we're going to talk about all things Oscars. So we're going to go yes. over the nominations, who we think is going to win, the snubs. And basically, it's just going to be like a pregame show for the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be like, what's the ESPN thing that they call Sports College Center. Game Day? Yeah. 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 It's going to be like College Game Day, <laughs> but for the Oscars. You just showed how Southern you are because that's what you went to was College Game Day. So... <laughs> little southern bell oh <laughs> well here that is what we watch I know. we don't watch pregame for the nfl i know well it's gonna be college game day but for the oscars we're so excited and we'll see you guys on march 10th can't wait can't wait all right everybody have a great weekend and we'll see you then thanks for joining us on the ride home mm -hmm.